Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Curse me, Rose. Run for your life. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. It's November, and that generally means a few things. Number one, men start clean-shaven with a view of becoming incredibly manly by the end of the month to help raise funds for men's health initiatives. That's an initiative you should totally get behind by making donations at za.movember.com. Number two, people start complaining about the fact that Christmas decorations are already for sale in stores if they're not complaining already. And number three, it also means it's NaNoWriMo time again. NaNoWriMo is short for National Novel Writing Month, a fun seat-of-your-pants approach to creative writing which has become a global initiative. The goal is for budding and established authors to work towards a 50,000-word novel by 11.59pm on November 30th. To help kick NaNoWriMo off, we sat down with Kellen Garrity, writer and founder of Sarah Blue Publishing. Sarah Blue has been running an intriguing initiative over the course of the year. If you buy a copy of Kellen's book Crimson Skies, you're entitled to submit a story or manuscript to Sarah Blue and possibly have your book edited and published for free. With the wealth of NaNoWriMo initiatives available to help you get writing, it's a fantastic time to try and get your idea finished and then have a shot at becoming a published author. Kellen was kind enough to chat to us about this awesome initiative and how she came to actually setting up her own publishing company. We pass this over to the diva for her rating. Franku, what did the diva have to say? The Diva has enjoyed this podcast and rates it Lightly Salted. But for now, without any further ado, please join me, Les Allen, as we release The Geek with Kellen Garrity. And now, we're releasing The Geek. <laughs> what is your profession? Would you consider yourself a geek? Not especially, no. Mm. I kind of feel like like giving myself that label mm. feels a little bit fake to me, especially when I hang out with so many people who are especially um, involved in, in the geek community, mm -hmm. for example. What would you then say, what is your definition of geek? What is a geek to you? Oh, I think it's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find the right words. I think that it's somebody who who has a a broad interest mm -hmm. in in very niche. I wouldn't say very niche. Well, I suppose it is. It's it's kind of mm -hmm. the niche, the gaming, the online role play, the mm -hmm. board games, the Tiana, the adventure mm -hmm. days, right. cosplay. Mm -hmm. All of that to mm -hmm. me signifies geek and. Okay. And when I look at all of that, I've, I'm like, well, I don't really fit into any of that. Mm -hmm. But I get reassured quite often that that is what being a geek is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really fit into anything. The, so The definition that I like to run with is, is that a geek is somebody who is incredibly passionate about a topic. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the old differentiator of geek and nerd, uh, we said that a, a geek is a nerd with social skills. But geeks and nerds, uh, nerds are more book learning, whereas geeks are more um, community active. Potentially, yeah, potentially. So, with that definition in mind, would you say you're a book and writing geek? I'd like to think so. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. What was your 
What was the writing path then to you, for you? How did it start? Oh, sure. It started in primary school when mm -hmm. myself and my best friend had sleepovers. Um, her parents went to bed and we were supposed to have gone to bed. Of course. And, you and know. And like good kids, you did. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. It, it depends how busy our day was. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very much like when you read stories under the covers with the mm -hmm. flashlight. And, and we did right. that until that was no longer enough. What were you and, reading? Oh, sure. I, it was mostly the Disney, all of the Disney stories. Okay. Um, I can't even remember. She had, mm -hmm. she had a lot of books. Uh, she was Chinese, so she had mm -hmm. a lot of Chinese books that were translated into English. Okay. So it was even wow. stuff I didn't, I didn't have any knowledge wow, on. Wow, who's this Monkey King guy? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Um, and it, it just kind of went from there to... Um, we would start telling stories to mm -hmm. each other under under the covers with the flashlight, and then we'd start writing them down. Okay. And it just it kind of evolved from reading to storytelling to writing. And this is even from a young age. Yeah. Right. And that's continued for years, and mm. I still have the original story. <laughs> it's not finished. It's, mm -hmm. it's probably awful. I haven't had the courage mm. to look at it. How in, old were you? Oh, sure. By that stage, I was probably between the ages of 9 and 11 is when okay. that story came about. Right. So, yes, it's probably got awful. You've been <laughs> Nine-year-old stories, they're, they're, they're always fantastic. What are you talking about? They're just Possibly just maybe a touch of editing and, and, and it really would be fine. In, mm -hmm. Rewrite the whole thing. You know, maybe we'll just leave it in the box there where it is. There's some good concepts in here. We just need to get them out. Did you uh, started writing 9, 10, 11 and doing these stories? Um, is this something you took through school as well? Um, it's actually something that, I mean, our, our friendship kind of derailed a little. Okay. And um, Your story was better? <laughs> no. She, she actually stopped writing stories mm. and it was mostly mine that we'd end up reading or expanding okay. on. Um, okay. She was very artistic, so she had she had the the other side of, sure. of the skill sets. Okay. And when when that friendship kind of just saw its end, the story mm -hmm. fell away. I mean, there was nobody asking about it anymore. There mm -hmm. was there was no need to write anymore. Sure. And then in high school, probably about grade nine, so I was about fourteen or so. Mm -hmm. Another friend of mine, you know, she said, "Well, why don't we start a story?" Okay. Like, okay, fine. So we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we wanted we wanted to do a story and that was it. That was do you it. remember the story? It's actually the beginning of Elements of Night, which um, is actually the second book mm -hmm. from Crimson Skies. Mm. Uh, our friendship also, unfortunately, ah. took a bit of a tumble okay. and she took the part of the story that were mm -hmm. hers okay. and I took the part of the stories that were mine. It was mm -hmm. very much like a divorce where 50-50 wow, okay. <laughs> you know, mm. sure. and I had, to, I had to delete a lot of, of my book and she had to delete a lot of her book. Okay. And we just took it their separate ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think that that by this stage I was so attached to it that um, that I felt invested that I had to see it through. Right. 
And I did. <laughs> this was this was age fourteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So age fourteen, I think our our friendship ended around fifteen. Mm-hmm. Also, fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Were you doing? I mean, what courses at school would you have done? So there, there's English. Were you doing creative writing outside of this, or was just, no. this was the one story no. that you were working on? It was the only story I was working on. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, my my parents couldn't afford to do anything like extra activities sure. or any mm-hmm. extra lessons. So mm-hmm. it really was just school. There were no extra lessons that sure. we attended. Okay, um, and. I think because of that, it's what it's what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't have a lot of a lot of time to spend with friends. We didn't right. have a lot of money to spend on socializing sure. or any activities like that. So okay. when I got home after school and there's no TV, mm-hmm. well, what do you do? Right. You pick up a pen and you start writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it got really bad because, you know, my maths books <laughs> we'd have. <laughs> well, you only have so much paper, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which upset my maths teacher very much. And, sure. of course, I did not do very well in that subject. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know. We can understand. It's only maths. But it... It degraded into, you know, every single textbook that I had. Mm-hmm. I started to write my stories right. on it, okay. and it filled everything sure. and everywhere. And mm-hmm. I think that it's it's what got me through school. It's what got me through a lot of things. And were your parents supportive of that? Not that I wrote in my math book. <laughs> they were not happy about that. <laughs> That that is understandable. Let's the specifics of of writing. Were they were they supportive of that yes. as an endeavor? Uh, I mean, my dad to this day is still. You know, you're going to be the next J.K. Rowling. Uh-huh. So, very I cool. mean, he's nice. but he's always always been very supportive of mm. me and my sisters. Sure. You know, it's it's never. You know, oh, you'll get there, darling. He's like, you're going to be the best of the best. Right. You know, mm-hmm. over inflates our egos a little, mm-hmm. but it's what it's is, nice. What, is, what does your dad do? Uh, my dad's an insurance broker. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my mom is um, very much like, you know, you're you're great. But keep your keep your feet on the ground, you know. It's nice to have both influences. There. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Like I know your father's telling you <laughs> to reach for the stars. Yeah. You know, let's let's crawl before you run. Well, was there a specific point that you can recognize where writing? This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is the business I want to do. Was there a specific point you recognize? Oh. I think when I realized that I really sucked at school, <laughs> like the, the maths in particular, I was like... What kind of this one maths for you? Right, okay. I was like, no, well, my maths teacher told me I wasn't going to get anywhere. <laughs> Ruin my maths Listen, book like this. you're not this, you should be concentrating on your English. Okay. Well, I, that's a kind of way to put it. You gotcha. Just, yeah. Let's say she said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't feel like... I've, I had a, a place that I fit anywhere. Okay. By matric, a lot of people were talking about, you know, becoming lawyers and mm-hmm. doctors. And I just thought, oh, my God. Not <laughs> your deal. Didn't do the maths. <laughs> 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 this is not going to work out for me. Um, 
<laughs> there's, there's, a, there's possibly multifold messages in this podcast, and one of them could be do math. Yes. If you don't do math, there are still options. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, um, but of course, you know, getting published is mm-hmm. feels a lot like winning the lotto, and sure. you know, what are the chances of that? Mm-hmm. And yes. Well, my dad was saying, you know, you're going to be amazing. And my mom was saying, you know, but you've got to be realistic. Right. I was thinking, you know, I need a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And my backup plan um, led me to working with animals. Okay. <laughs> right. Because, you know, that, that's what you do when you don't have mouths, right? <laughs> I think these are some universal rules. Yes. If you don't have mouths, you should look at animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that, but mm. a lot of my a lot of my animal friends are going to be very mad because they did zoology and sure. veterinary and requires a, a level of maths. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but I I did the cuddly stuff like uh-huh. the hand raising and the right. and the and the horrible stuff like the cleaning nuts. Well, the cages. Were you helping out what SPCA's? What were you doing? I was actually working at Monte Cassino Bird Gardens. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, that was that was an How, adventure. What prompted you to go there? It was up the road from where I lived. <laughs> you just thought you'd just trot down to the casino and walk into the bar. Hey, I would like a job. And they had something going. Uh, well, I, I, um, they interviewed me, and mm-hmm. I did awfully. I realized, <laughs> I realized how little I knew about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they thought I was very sweet, and they asked me to come back and look after the children that sure. they had there. Okay, and. Um, in between the holidays and you know all of these children coming and going mm-hmm. i then volunteered and they were like okay you are actually serious you know gotcha. we we can teach you you know sure. right. you didn't know anything when you got here but you know you can learn all right you've shown some passion <laughs> yes gotcha so i i i learned mm-hmm. okay and um i still i still wrote because you know books never get finished uh-huh. <laughs> Right. Especially okay. if you don't set deadlines. If you, well, we're going to move on to the idea of um, uh, where you got to uh, from a writing perspective. Uh, in particular, what, um, how you moved on to Sarah Blue, etc. But I, th- I think there's, a, there's still a little bit of stuff to cover <laughs> between there. Uh, from an animal, why why not go into the animal route? Uh. Uh, I got very disheartened mm-hmm. um, because the animals don't belong to me, mm-hmm. and I I I got paid to raise them and to care for them and to right. look after them. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that it's uh, you became attached. Yes, mm, I, no, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm horrible at that because they're also like you know well you need to give it a name and uh-huh. you know for records and that's just how like, many birds at the Monte Cassino Bird Gardens are named after characters in your novels? <laughs> Two of them, and they were sold, <laughs> and they were sold, oh, no. and it tore my heart apart. And I and oh, no. and I think from that moment onwards, I've. They were baby swans, and mm-hmm. I cried, but, like, oh. I partly bored my eyes out. Um, oh, by that stage, I was 19. Okay. <laughs> you were attached to these swans. I was attached to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they hatched, and I raised them, and, uh, wow. you know, uh-huh. they followed me around, and uh-huh. they came when I called, and then they 
they moved on to the next zoo. Wow. Um, and, and that was the nature of the business, yeah. which I should have realized, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't concrete until that happened. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized I either need to own a place where the animals are mine sure. and mm-hmm. they don't break my heart. <laughs> yes. Or I need to find something else. Mm-hmm. And, then, and there's this writing gig. Yeah. On the other side, on the other side of your life. You know, and I, I mm-hmm. went back to that and I said, you know, okay, well, this is not going to break my heart. <laughs> I, little did I know. Yeah, rejection letters? You hadn't heard of these things yet? I hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> Very naive, 19. Uh-huh. You know? Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the rejection letters came. Well, You've moved, so you've moved, you decided you wanted to do the writing full time? Yeah, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford the space or the, mm-hmm. the upkeep of owning any animals sure. myself. And okay. um, it just, it was hard. It was heartbreaking. Right, okay. Um, so, yes, so I, I, I did that until I no longer needed to. Um, mm-hmm. I tried with the with the writing. I got mm-hmm. a number of rejection letters. What What was your first foray? So you'd written you'd written some stuff, and then you started submitting. Were you looking? Where were you submitting to? Where were you finding these places? Oh, the very first thing I submitted was a poem, mm-hmm. and it got published in. Oh, Hang on. <laughs> off the map! Off the map! First poem submitted, published. This gig's easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that and that was that was a horrible start because, you know, right. having something that, that that works so so well the first time, mm-hmm. you know, just sets you up for a whole lot of heartache later. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the animals didn't work and I submitted a poem and it got published and I was just what like was Oh, that's great. Um it's called Oh, I think it's a collection of of African poems. Mm-hmm. Um and it was called Silent Skies, the particular okay. anthology. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially teenagers throughout Africa submit. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I heard nothing about it. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about it. I mean, to this day, I still know very little. But my <laughs> sister, um, you know, who, who was prolific at everything, mm-hmm. you know, she never wrote in her math textbooks, you know. <laughs> But she she still managed to write poetry, mm-hmm. and you know she she entered in Zulu I Steadfords, mm-hmm. and you know here's me who can barely speak English, let alone Afrikaans. <laughs> sure, you know mm-hmm. so she entered in, and um, she won this in in high school. Wow. So she said, you know, well why don't you try? And mm-hmm. so I did it, and I wanted to, and I I thought, oh well, you know we've we've got something going on there here. There we go. Yeah. I don't think so. I think they were just very nice <laughs> to think about it. Because <laughs> after that, mm-hmm. then then came my stories and mm-hmm. um, rejection letters with that. Is From a writing perspective, you, you, you wrote a poem. The poem was submitted. You're a fiction writer. <laughs> not being a writer, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Is it? Is that you? Do you choose that I want to? I want to be a fiction writer. Or I want to write poetry, or is it a creative writing process where you occasionally you dap, uh, you dip into both wells? Was uh, there a thinking process behind that for you? No, there is never mm. a thinking process. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's paper, I will write. And yes. There we go. Okay. I, I think it's very much like um, 
if we can go back to the geek thing mm, where sure. where some people will say that they they do role plays and that's yep. their thing mm -hmm. but you'll get a lot of people who role play and mm -hmm. who cosplay sure. and who do board games and who mm -hmm. you know who do all of the things You're and right. i think that you get the same thing with writing you okay. get some people who will only do the poetry mm -hmm. or you get some people who will only do the the fiction the fantasy the horror right you get some people who'll do a little bit of everything um i think it just depends on the type of writer that you are the type of geek that you are it's a personal thing yeah okay mm. Poetry submission done ticked. I'm awesome. My, <laughs> My JK dad Rowling, was get your right. Checks, get your checks ready. Um, yeah. Okay. The the next step is the fiction writing. Sorry, you, you got to that point. Yes, mm -hmm. and um, and I submitted a lot of things to that. Um, mostly through um, Abby Godsall. She mm -hmm. she had a lot of connections, and she'd say, you know, oh, try this publisher, try here, right. try there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she she was great. She did a lot of a lot of selling, <laughs> um, to which you know they were like, oh, you know, yes, send us your stuff, send us your stuff. And once I did, they were like, you know, the first chapters are great, send us some more. And I did, and they were like, no, you know, we don't really know what you're doing here. You know, uh -huh. it's lost on us. Okay. And that seemed to be a lot of the the feedback where they were mm -hmm. like, we can't, you know, we couldn't sell this. We couldn't market this. The, you know, there's no way people will buy this. Was this a critique on content, style, structure? Content. Was it, it was content. Okay. Yeah. They were just like, we, we can't really sell this. We mm -hmm. can't market it. It'll never sell. And I carried a lot of the rejection letters in my handbags because, you know, you, you read. Yeah. You just need to be weighed down some more. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you know, it's not like you don't have enough stuff in your handbag anyway. <laughs> exactly. Let's just add the added millstones of all these rejection letters. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought, you know, well, one day I'll show them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, um, you I, know, I, I think th that's a common Thing with the uh, amongst the writing community i'm going to remember all of the rejections i got because one day i'm going to send you a copy of my book that is what i thought i was going to do yeah. unfortunately i have or, or fortunately i have this amazing memory problem where i can't remember <laughs> all these people who were really horrible to me right. <laughs> you know which actually you know especially it was, since I was it rejection letters are par for the course in in writing mm. Were they terrible people about this? Did they could they could they have done it in a nicer way? Some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them. It's it was very professional. Like you know, thank you, but no, thank you, mm -hmm. and you've just got to accept that. Some of mm -hmm. them. Maybe I'm I'm being too personal about it, but mm -hmm. it it cuts. <laughs> it really right. does. It, okay. It's it's not easy to read. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that any of them are awful people. Not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've they've got a job to do, and sure. if it doesn't fit into what they're trying to market and what they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Well, what can I do about that? Right. I can only write something again or, you know. Or hone it, change it around, work on it. Okay. Exactly. Was there a lot of, did they give constructive feedback? Not really. It was, not we really. did not like this. Sorry, it's not going to sell and door closed. Pretty much. Okay. A lot of the feedback that you get is, is you know, so closed mm -hmm. doors that you can't, you can't grow from it. Right. Which is understandable as well because, 
you know, especially publishing companies have so much, um, so many manuscripts coming in that they can't go to everybody and be like, X, Y, and Z was wrong with your book. Right. You know, it, it, that just takes up way too much time. If you get overwhelmed with submissions, yeah, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, being the stubborn person I am, I was like, there is definitely nothing wrong with my book. These people are crazy and I'm not going to change it. It's all your problem. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It's just not a healthy attitude to have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just so that you know. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's one that stemmed from years of of learning disabilities. I mean, I went to speech therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um there was a point where doctors believed that I'd never be able to read or write. Wow. Um so I mean, I had OT speech therapy mm-hmm. and my mom struggled with me every day after school and I I felt stupid okay. <laughs> really right. um so so once I had a poem that was that was published I was mm-hmm. like oh wow I can actually Validation. yes mm. and I and it's still a problem that I deal with today because I'll often trip over my words I'll forget something that I want to say um I can't spell. This is why we have editors, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. um, but you know, I thought, well, if I stick through it, mm-hmm. you know, some some kid who's struggling mm-hmm. is going to feel like, you know, they can do it too. Right. And so I, I, I stuck by my stories, and mm-hmm. I, I stuck by it. But I got disheartened, and life got in the way. And eventually I had to get a really, really boring office job because this is what you do when you don't have maths. You need to... <laughs> and this is going to be the tagline for the, for the podcast. This is mm. what you do when you don't have maths. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, I got the basic run-of-the-mill admin position mm-hmm. and I... Because you need to eat. <laughs> you do. If food's nice. I like food good i like food too yeah it's expensive yeah i like free food free food's better yeah free food other people's food even better tastes better mm. always does mm-hmm. i need more friends <laughs> invite it out more i need uh, i need more friends who eat <laughs> you know you don't even have to cook i mean just let, let's go out somewhere <laughs> we come around reggie cupboard i'll do it myself you don't cook i'll just come around Exactly. What was your boring office job? Oh, it started out in um, cancellations, which mm. is, you know, essentially cancelling an account, yeah. which you can imagine is, is as boring uh, as it gets. Yes. And it's also um, disheartening work because, you, you know, you work for a company and you want to be proud of where you work. And, mm-hmm. you know, every day you're dealing with people who are leaving oh, the company right. yes. and it's not always for bad reasons. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, a shop closes, mm. you know, change of ownership, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like, meh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I, I worked my way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I probably could have kept going up sure. slowly because these things don't happen quickly. Mm-hmm. But it also it wasn't me. It 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 was almost worse than when when the birds got sold. Because oh. at least I knew the birds were going to a place where they'd be happy. Yeah. I, I felt a bit soul destroyed. Incremental soul destroying. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Incrementally destroyed. 
you know, the first mm. paycheck, you're like, this is amazing. And then you realize you can only buy so much food and it's less amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your first check doesn't necessarily go very far when no. you're a responsible adult. Yes, mm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you work your way up and, and you know, the, the paychecks increase, but then so does your responsibility. And mm-hmm. you're like, how did this happen? When did I get that car? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who gave me a car? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. You know. And of course, you need to get around. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just, it wasn't me. And I, I, I very quickly found that I was losing myself. Sure. Um, and I went back to writing. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I mean, Bradley said to me, he's like, when was the last time you wrote? And I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that is why I've been so unhappy. Right. You know, and I, I went back to writing. Is it something that you won't even conscious of yeah it, it just, it fallen, just away. fallen away and uh-huh. i mean that that's what happens with life right, right. i mean mm-hmm. especially especially when you you kind of lose the the people who mm-hmm. are asking for it all the time right. you know where's the next chapter what's happening here what's mm-hmm. going on there yeah you know life happens to everybody mm-hmm. I mean, and what lennon said life happens when you're busy making other plans exactly uh-huh. <laughs> Right. Except I think the other plans were happening to me. I wasn't even making them. It just uh-huh. happened. And um, so between myself and Abby and um, Gina, we we kind of... Gina? Um, she started Fable Forge. I don't know if you've heard uh, yeah, of it. We, when we spoke to... We, we did the interview with Abby. She mentioned Fable Forge. Okay, so we know Gina. We have a context for Gina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Um, so the three of us thought, you know, okay, well... Fable Forge, we can get something going mm-hmm. here, um, but it it was it was hard work, and it was hard work, um, especially with everybody working at Varsity. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just life. Yes, <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. Life and, was happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, you know, we thought, okay, well, we can publish Elements of Nights, and I said, well. You know, why don't we test the water first? We haven't really seen what we can do. Mm-hmm. How about I give you Crimson Skies? They were like, yeah, no, no, we want Elements Night. And I said, okay, you know what? Then I'm I'm going to do a side thing. I'm going to run with Crimson Skies. It's my test baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I I learned with with the rejection letters that I I've, I've got to I've got to know more about what I'm doing. Right. So um, I started up Sarah Blue. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done that either if Bradley hadn't said, you know, you can register a company pretty easily. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. yeah, you can. Let me do that. Right. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> the origin then of Crimson Skies is that you wanted to you wanted to move forward with that project, while uh, Fable Forge, Abby, Gina wanted to go through with Elements of Night, you've then decided, well, I want to do this, so I'm actually going to do it myself and get this done in effect. Pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, essentially I got another rejection letter. It was just in person. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and, when, and How long ago was this? When was this? Oh, 2014. Okay. So, yeah, about two years okay. ago. Mm-hmm. And... I could see why they weren't thrilled about it because I, I spent then another year mm-hmm. 
editing it and and changing it and i could have spent another two years three years Mm -hmm. five years if i quit my job earlier i could have spent a month (laughs) you know um fleshing it out but it it got to a point where i was like okay i need to see what it can do Mm -hmm. you know i i can i can fix it forever Mm -hmm. but until i see what it can do i won't know where to fix the next one right the idea of sarah blue Mm -hmm. then being that this is the channel that you're going to publish Crimson Skies through. Yes. Had you had any experience with publishing? No. No, right. <laughs> uh, any experience, well, you'd had any experience with the, the editing process, I'm guessing, by this time. Yes. Um, but, I mean, between mm-hmm. myself and Abby and Gina and mm-hmm. a couple of other people, we had, we had nights together where we'd swap manuscripts and, right. um, you know, Tear apart each other's work a little because that's the only way you get better, right? Sure. Um, so, so we had done a lot of that, um, and and by the stage that that I was getting ready to publish it, I'd given it to Bradley, who who very not so diplomatically tore it apart. Oh, <laughs> and right. and by this stage, I was like, you know what? You're right. That part and that part and that part was awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I didn't see it before. I can see it now. And and he was like, you, you took that really well. I was like, well, you know, it's been like 10 years. I've got, <laughs> I've got to start taking this stuff right. With the, the idea of doing this through Sarah Blue, that now you're taking a bit more of a critical eye over your own work because I'm trying to get this thing published and so now I have to do this professionally. Did you think that contributed with being able to review your work a little bit differently? I think... I think I just got the stubbornness beaten out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Done. I think that um, once I started to look at it as people aren't saying that I'm an awful person and people aren't saying Uh that I write awfully. Mm -hmm. People are saying that, you know, you've got something here. You need to improve it. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it like that, I was like, that's that's actually helpful. Was that, that a light bulb moment, or was that a gradual? That was a gradual thing because, unfortunately, I'm very. You know, I'm. Uh, Are you a stubborn person? Kelly? Yes. Uh-huh, right. I've okay. been told. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> it's it's a nice realization to have, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very difficult to have because every now and then I'm all like, "You don't like my main character, you awful person." You don't. You just don't understand. This is art, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh no, we're not that okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. you also you also got to get to a point where you're like, you know what? Okay, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. I could probably make this better and not mm-hmm. lose my vision. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you've got to do. You've got to be like, I've got a vision. This person sees where where the the faults are, right? And I just need to hone on that. I mm-hmm. just need to grow that. Mm-hmm. And. So I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I did that and I, I, I drew a cover and I'm very lucky that my sister's boyfriend is graphic designer. So he, mm-hmm. he did the, the layout of the cover sure. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I designed a logo for my company and, and he designed it better, uh, <laughs> you uh, know, uh, yes. as, these, right. as these things happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then I, I want to kind of pause that okay. narrative for a second. You've reworked the book. You've taken the advice. You've reworked the book. Now it's the the setting up of the company, and mm. we've got we've got a name for the company. Where did Sarah Blue come from? 
Um, Sarah was actually one of the names that I was going to give my daughter. Uh-huh. And um, blue comes from like the sky, heaven, mm-hmm. you know, sure. change of heart. So, gotcha. uh-huh. so it, it's just kind of a nod to that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where did you start getting, acquiring skills in relation to publishing of a book? Oh. Who did you speak to? What research did you do? What did, where did this go? Uh, I, I watched a lot of YouTube. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of where, where you get most of your information from. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at a lot of a lot of companies in South Africa that self-publish. Right. Um, are, there, are there many? There actually are. Like, I wouldn't say many, but More I found... 10? No, okay. not not that I saw. Probably mm-hmm. about seven All right. that I I actually really looked into. Sure, and they were quite expensive, and I was horrified by how expensive they were. Mm-hmm. And now a year later, I'm all like, oh, their prices were right. No, I understand. <laughs> you know, they were actually reasonable. Yes, well, mm-hmm. within reason. Well, talking the talking about the the costing of publishing then. When you say I'm self-publishing, it means that you're getting somebody to put together the book into physical form. Mm. We're not talking ebook distribution, mm. no. Uh, well, it it can be. You okay. can, you can choose if you want it physical or mm-hmm. ebook or both. Okay. As the same publishing company, then could then do it as an ebook if the costing is a bit more exorbitant or, or exorbitant or out of reach for the physical side. Yeah. Um. I think, by and large, the the ebook is a little bit cheaper because you don't, you don't pay for printing. Sure. Um, but if you want the the combined ebook mm-hmm. and print, then you're going to mm-hmm. pay a little bit extra okay. because it's it's essentially the cost of print plus mm-hmm. a markup or mm-hmm. an ebook. What are the costs involved then for a publisher to create an ebook? Uh, believe it or not, very similar to. To creating a physical book minus the minus the, the printing, printing cost because mm-hmm. I mean you still have to edit the book. So we're talking editing, okay? So you're editing, and now there's editing is is multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So you've got the content that you want to edit, mm-hmm. and um, you know so you've got your story, and once your story makes sense, you then want to go back and make sure that you know John's name didn't change halfway through, right. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You want to make so sure continuity checks. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that everything's spelled right and that the grammar is mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's the editing of the story itself and the editing of the grammar, the spelling, the mm-hmm. the, the continuity, as you sure. said. And then after that, um, proofreading, mm-hmm. because despite you know the fact that you've had two different people check it. You've right. also worked on it multiple times since then. You need somebody just to be like, no, you still spot the wrong, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which is going to so happen. Publishing is not just, I'm going to whack these words onto a page, print the book and sell it. It is the overall process of taking this work polishing it, getting it ready. And then, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you obviously need a cover, but luckily with an ebook you don't need a back cover. <laughs> so it's it's right? just the front cover. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, um, mm-hmm. but that obviously is still mm-hmm. time and money, and you've got to pay somebody for the design. You've got to pay somebody for the layout. Right. Which um, until I started doing this, I didn't realize is often two different people because um, 
you know, very much like you get writers who either do poetry or writers that do everything. You get illustrators who either just illustrate mm -hmm. or you get illustrators who also do formatting, layout, right. you know, design work. And they're not always mm -hmm. the same person. Okay. So if you get an illustrator who's like, well, here's your picture. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I want a title and I wanted this and I want a uh, border. That's not me. And they're like, yeah. you know, I, d I don't do typesetting. I don't do, right. you know, mm -hmm. layouts. Um, so it really depends on, mm. on like who you found to do it and who you want to do it. Mm. It could be multiple people working on a cover. Right. It could just be one person. Sure. Um, and then you've got the layout of the book itself. You know, mm. once it's been edited and proofread, you now have a book that you've got to format, mm -hmm. you know, page by page mm -hmm. as you go. You've got to make sure that all the legal stuff is in there. Yes. You know, the copyright, the ISBN, mm -hmm. you know, the author's biography. Are all the things, are these things that you, you researched first or are they sometimes roadblocks that you were hitting on the way? Well, oh, now I need, <laughs> need this bit. They mm, combination of both. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It was a combination of both. Gotcha. Um, I researched, but like I said, I've I've got an, an awful memory for stuff like this. So you know, when I when I hit it, I'm all like, oh, I really remember having come across this problem before. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it actually makes it more difficult for me than I think it does most people. Sure. But uh, luckily, I had a lot of books that I actually just flipped through. And I was like, you know, how many of them are, you know, done, you know, this way? How many of them are done differently? Are there right. all the pictures? Do they have this information in the front? Do they have that information in the back? Mm -hmm. And I kind of went off of flipping through all the books that I had. Right. <laughs> Being okay. like, okay, 10 of them are like this and two of them are like that. We're going with these 10. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. That makes sense. No, it totally does. Right. Math does help. <laughs> there we go. Yes, kids, just do your maths. It may suck, but it'll help you in the long run. Otherwise, you're just working with animals. Mm. Right. <laughs> the How long did this process take? The decision that you, you made, I want to publish Crimson Skies to Crimson Skies being published. How long was that process? About a year and, uh -huh. a, and a bit. Not quite a year and a half. One physical year and 17 spiritual years. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> but at the same time, I had this full-time admin job. Oh. And Did I, you do this? Oh, wow. Yes. And I also, I mm. also had, um, I mean, okay, so then she was four. Mm -hmm. So she was four, five, and now she's six. So I had a but little, a little you girl. You this on top of a daughter and a full-time job. Yes. You built, so I'm guessing you built Cerebral Publishing like between the hours of two and five every morning. So I hate mornings. <laughs> right, okay. I hate evenings too. I'm wow. very much a day person. So it was horrible because mm -hmm. you spend so many hours at the office and you just feel like, you know, oh, you're wasting my time, right. but you're paying me so I can, uh, I can forgive this. I, yeah. You help <laughs> you know? me eat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was it was very difficult, um, but I did it. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. somehow not being a night owl, I, yeah. I pushed you through the nights. Wow. <laughs> was there a, a point where you started thinking maybe it was close to when Crimson Skies was, you saw this was going to happen. 
Was there a point where you had to start thinking about the future of Sarah Blue and what, what was going to happen next? Where do I go? No, I never think things through. (laughs) I am very bad at having Uh, a long-term plan and goal, and I Mm -hmm. probably should not be saying this. Unfortunately, we can't even edit that out. Uh, No, uh, uh, it was... um, The whole time while I was doing it, I didn't think that it was going anywhere. I mean, I I honestly didn't think that this would be anything. Mm -hmm. And when the first book pitched up at my doorstep to approve, mm-hmm. I was still like, oh, that's cool. There are some changes we need to make. Right. <laughs> Throw this book out, make some changes, wow. send mm-hmm. it off again. And the next mm-hmm. batch arrived. And I was like, okay, this is this is cool. There were less changes I need to make, but I need to make pay- changes. Sure. I threw those books out. Right. And the next batch arrived. And I said, wow. you know what? I think this is the one. Okay. <laughs> and I put in Third a iteration. Mm-hmm. And I put in a full order. Mm-hmm. And the boxes arrived and I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's job, a thing. <laughs> job done, ticked it off. And like that's, that's a thing. Right. Um, you know, in publishing my in in starting my publishing company, Gain mm-hmm. It Registered and everything, I hit a lot of a lot of brick walls. Right. And um, like what? For example, I, I I used a particular company to register through and um, they registered it without a name. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. Mm. This is the Mm. the kind of problem. Uh, So I had my, my company had a number and to give it a name was going to cost me more. So I, I, Oh, right. Yes. So I fought with them because I had paid Uh and they were like, yes, but since that's not the way it happened, you're going to have to pay again. I was like, no, that, mm-hmm. that's not the way that this is going right. to work. When you register a company, you get given a registration, a, a company number, K20, something yeah, blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. So they never actually filed for the name Sarah Blue Publishing yes. at the same time. Yes. They simply registered the company and then said, it's now your responsibility or you've got to pay again for us to change this name. Yes, although, although cool. the original um, amount that I paid was for it with the a name one. All right. um so they fought with me and i fought with them and uh this went on for two weeks and eventually mm-hmm. i i burst into tears and i demanded to speak to the manager and they fixed mm-hmm. it <laughs> right mm-hmm. you know okay because some, sometimes you know crying on the spot helps <laughs> <laughs> and i i if got maths doesn't work <laughs> crying can help exactly uh, i mean right? you, mm-hmm. you wait two weeks until you're you're frustrated enough to yes. actually cry to a stranger over the phone but um mm-hmm. you know so that that happened and i subsequently got three phone calls apologizing profusely by the uh, third one i was like please just leave me alone i don't yeah, even like you people it. anymore <laughs> 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 uh, so the, I, I don't mean, even like you people <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. So they eventually got a name for my company. And, um, you know, months later, I figured out that I, I had two businesses because instead of them getting a name for that one, they just mm-hmm. did the whole process again. And now I have two businesses registered to me and I had to go through the process of deregistering a, a business and right. paying through a whole thing of why do I want to deregister it? And, mm-hmm. you know, has have I made any money off of it? What mm-hmm. has happened? And sure. I was just like... 
No, I really hate you guys. <laughs> this process sucks. <laughs> yes. And I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I got it published and uh, or I got it registered. And this while I was getting books in. And mm -hmm. so I wasn't excited about the books because I was like, this is this business is killing me. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it hasn't even done anything and mm -hmm. it's annoying me. <laughs> Where's, was there a point where you said, I now need to open Sarah Blue for other submissions? No, I no. didn't. I didn't ever think that I would do this for anybody. Mm -hmm. Because um, it was such a schlep for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So right. how can I how can I market that to anybody else? Sure. Like I'm figuring it out. Gotcha. How can I how can I go to anybody and be like, let right. me figure it out for uh, you? Yeah, I'm totally totally a professional publishing house. Yeah, sure. Mm. I did not just have two companies registered <laughs> by mistake. <laughs> We'll go through three prints this, that weren't. As the, the, the front presentation to everybody else. Doesn't matter what's happening backstage, as long as the front's presented, that's fine. I, well, which is why I have like an amazing family, because mm -hmm. my, my sister's a producer, my brother-in-law's right. a, um, a designer, my other brother-in-law's an animator, my younger sister is everything <laughs> so they they right. they very like prettily maintain this image while i'm seeing they're destroying things and they're like really kellen <laughs> we're trying to make you look good i'm like you're gonna have you don't it's gonna need a little more work yeah i'm sorry guys like we're family so sure. <laughs> you know where did the idea of uh your competition then come from my so, younger sister okay so to give maybe you should Tell me what the competition is to, to give the background. Oh, well, maybe we should backtrack a bit to mm -hmm. why I decided to open this to other people. Right. And that's because after I've, I've published my book, I took books to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a number of people were, were mildly impressed by this. Mildly impressed. Oh, hey, <laughs> this you wrote. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you work in an office. Unfortunately, most of the people are slightly boring. <laughs> The nature. How many of these people are going to listen to this podcast, maybe? They're very boring, so maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. One of the non-boring non ones. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, one of the non-boring ones. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the ladies said to me, you know, she'd written a, a book for her grandchildren. She wants to know, well, how did I publish mine? I said, mm -hmm. oh, well, I've got a company. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> totally know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, I have a 100% success rate with submitted, uh, with submitted manuscripts. Yes. So, uh -huh. so she said, well, she's written this book for her, for her grandchildren and she'd like to publish it. Right. Kids. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's awesome. Can definitely do it. I organized or well, did the whole publication for her. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, while we were in the middle of that, I thought, you know, it, this one actually didn't have any any real problems like mm -hmm. I'd learned with Crimson Skies. And, um, you know, the, the editing ran smoothly and, mm -hmm. you know, we, we got an artist in and we did the artwork and we did the layout. Sure. And there were a couple of, of snags along the way, but by and large, it, it, was, a, it was an easy thing to put together. And okay. I just thought... You know what? Maybe this is something that I can actually do. This is something that I can do for other people. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister said to me, "You know, well, if you're going to do this for other people, why not hold a competition?" Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
yeah okay i can i can do that like (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this this seems like a like a good idea i've got savings i've you know i've got i've got experience i've now done three books with including abby's so Mm -hmm. you know by the time Mm -hmm. we do that one it'll probably be four or five Mm -hmm. we'll have had the experience and i won't be lying to people by (laughs) by that stage which is which is what i was most worried about sure um Somebody pokes through the facade. Oh, you're not a real publisher, right? Gotcha. <laughs> well, you know, where do we all start, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the the competition goes as follows: that if you buy a copy of Crimson Skies for 150 rand, mm-hmm. you can submit a story to Sarah Blue. Mm-hmm. And just like other publishing companies, we're going to read through all of our submissions mm-hmm. and pick one of them. The one that we pick, we're going to do everything. The mm-hmm. editing, the proofreading, the cover design, the layout, the printing. Which can be a substantial amount of money. Yes. As, we, as we've yeah. already established, that even though you're going the self-publishing route, there are still costs involved. Yes. This competition has gives somebody the potential to submit a manuscript and actually if this is this the best they're going to get the full treatment 450 rand wow essentially and they get to read your book too. <laughs> and they get to read my book hmm. i mean if they want to <laughs> like there's, there's <laughs> no <laughs> there's no obligation to read no it once you purchase yes. <laughs> uh maybe we need to work on your pr just a little bit yes you are required to to read it. There's going to be a Q&A before we do publish you, yours. Do you like the old Dungeons & Dragons computer <laughs> games where in order to play the game, you actually had to do a code where you find the word on page 27, line 5, fifth word in. What is that word? Okay, now you've read our book. <laughs> now you get to submit your manuscript. Honestly, I like I said, in, in school, we didn't really have TVs, computers, things sure. like that. It, mm-hmm. it was... Old-fashioned pen and paper, and that's gotcha. what kept us occupied. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I heard of Dungeons & Dragons, like, towards <laughs> the end of my trick. Yeah, <laughs> well, this, this podcast is going to be dropping um, early November. Yes. Which is NaNoWriMo. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a... So there's a neat tie-in that if somebody listens to this and has an idea or they've got something, they can there are multiple resources available during the course of November to help refine and add more, get get more writing done in effect. When does your competition end? The end of December. The end of December. Yes. Okay. All right. So even after November with the, all the resources that you can, you can pull from NaNoWriMo um, and the websites, etc., you can still have December to wrap up, finalize, and then submit. Yes. Okay. What would be the timeline after that? How, I mean, it took how long did it take for Crimson Sky? Admittedly, you were doing this the first time. What was the process for Crimson Skies? How long did it take? Uh, over a year, about a year and okay. four months. Mm-hmm. And then the children's book. Um, that well, obviously, one, a, little, a few less words. I'm guessing there were less words. <laughs> um, that one took about five, four, five months. Okay, but um, there were. A couple of a couple of problems with that in that there were a lot of people um, busy on it, sure. like the artist, the author, gotcha. and um, all of those people had a full time job at, at the time. Right. So, okay. so that did delay things. Sure. Okay. I think that that could have been done a lot quicker. Okay. All but right. yes, it was about four months. Gotcha. All right. The 
just thinking of the timeline, once somebody, once somebody wins the competition, plus minus a year, they'll actually see their, their book out. Mm. So it could even be in time for Christmas sales. So they can mm. just tell their family and friends they must buy their copies of their book to mm. give to everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we've put a deadline on it that we will announce a winner by the end of February, but sure. we could announce one earlier. As, as Depending we, on the number of applications yeah. you get. Mm. I mean, as we stand now, I've already read um, the submissions that, I, that I've been given. How many uh, are you allowed to say? Do you want to say or no? Um, well, there have been submissions, there's, so there's more than two. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a few. I've also gotten a few emails yeah. from people being like, we want to submit. We're uh, waiting until, you know, we've edited sure. it. We've, we've worked on it. We'll, we'll send it by the end of the mm. year. Do they and, not realize that editing is part of the process? Um, <laughs> or do they no, want they, to give a Yeah, they, a they just want to, work. yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, I, they want to give it the best chance, I suppose. Mm. Right. Um, so I've, I've got a list of those people, and I'm hoping that I will remember to email them towards the end of <laughs> December, but it's also on them to email me. It's a key, it's a key, part, of, key part of competitions, communication. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. I've read the ones that I've got now, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that as they come in, I can keep reading them and mm. um, keep kind of scoring them and tracking them and, and kind of ranking them that mm-hmm. towards the end of the year, I will have a good idea mm-hmm. of, of, you know, which ones sure. look like they're in the top 10, top mm-hmm. five, top three, mm-hmm. first place. It also means that you then have, so you have mm-hmm. people submitting that want to work with you in effect because they want to win this competition even though one uh one submission will win you're going to have a pool of other books that you might think there's potential here i still want to work with you yeah so it's actually giving you a a Um, nice collective to work from no it really is and um I mean, everybody that submitted has been absolutely lovely. And I, I know that most people probably say that, but they've been like mm-hmm. like the the most genuine, mm-hmm. heartfelt emails that I've read. And and I think that I actually need somebody else to come in and be like, let's help you pick a winner because I, I'm... <laughs> I'm. You need to be a hard-ass. Yes. Can you be a hard-ass? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally a hard ass. Uh, right. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, bluster, bluff. <laughs> yes. Bluff until you make it. Um, no, but um, so the deadline for me to announce a winner is the mm-hmm. end of February, but I'm sure. hoping to to bring that forward mm-hmm. just by keeping up to date with all of them. Not be overwhelmed at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um because I want to I want to get working on it straight away and mm-hmm. and get the book published as quickly as possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, from when they sign a, a contract with us, right. we've said a year mm-hmm. to publication. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Is this the is this the business model that Sarah Blue will will run with mainly? As in, it's very easy to then go. Well, this is the winner of last year's competition. If you buy a copy. Mm-hmm. You could do this. We're going to do this again, and there are more submissions. I'm I'm hoping that this is something that we can keep going mm-hmm. as like a community effort sure. of. Um, not everybody can afford to pay for publishing, right. and um, not everybody. Um, 
is going to have a lot of luck with with mm-hmm. traditional publishers. Sure. So we can offer a traditional publishing model to mm-hmm. to one person a year. Sure. And the rest of them, we're going to have to work out something on a subsidy basis because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I cannot that's, that's at the, this current moment what? fund everybody's book. I would love to. Even self-publishing companies, we've already established that yeah. self-publishing is an expensive process. Yes. And if you're approaching other self-publishing companies, they're going to ask you to pay. Yeah. So it's not Yeah. It's not that you're being ogreish <laughs> in, in what you're doing. That's just the nature of the business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, the the children's book was um, Sarah Blue took on most of the costs for mm-hmm. that. Yep. But the next book that we're doing, um, the costs were kind of split, mm-hmm. um, some between Sarah Blue and some between the author. Sure, okay. So we're, we're kind of working on a number of, mm-hmm. of models at the moment yep. where the author can take on more costs mm-hmm. and therefore get more profit out of sure. it. Mm-hmm. Or we can split it 50-50, 75-25. You can come to an arrangement. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we can just kind of keep it going, Mm -hmm. that that once a year we we give somebody hope. Sure. Free of charge. Mm -hmm. 150 rand. Whatever the cost of the book book entry may be. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's, let's just refine that. Giving plenty of people hope. And then snuffing it for 99 minutes. <laughs> no, that's, that's terrible because there's only one winner. It's terrible. Uh, I retract that. I retract that statement. Like, no. honestly, of the books that I've I've gotten, I don't feel like anybody's lost. And I know that that's, mm-hmm. that's a cliched thing that mm-hmm. a lot of competitions say. Are you not going to say writing is the real winner? Don't <laughs> no, no, okay. I'm not, not going to go to that extent. But I Good. just think, like... Mm-hmm from my own experience is, mm-hmm. is just to have the guts to submit something sure. is, is amazing in itself and to mm-hmm. submit something that's an entire novel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sitting here with people's babies, people's life mm-hmm. works, something mm-hmm. that they're precious over. And I'm, I'm honored to, to be able to look at it, to yeah. be able to see it. And I'm sure that a lot of publishing companies start out like this and mm-hmm. they maybe get a little bit heartless along the way. For sure. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm still cute and fluffy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the fact that that everybody's poured their, their soul into it and let yes. me see. Lovely. We're, I think we're just over the hour now. Uh, can, from, um, this is Release the Geek. We like to wrap up with... After having a conversation with somebody who's doing cool things that, uh, and you're do- definitely doing stuff with Cerebrally Publishing, we like our guests to give a little bit back, maybe a bit of advice, some words of wisdom, something they've picked up over time that other geeks listening, somebody who might think, you know what, I've got that novel in me. What do I do? How do I start? What do I do? What piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice would you give to anybody listening that, that have worked for you? One, do maths. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do maths is important. Maths is important. All right. After that. Um, quit your boring office job if it doesn't make you happy. Uh-huh. I think that I think that art is something that that grows most beautifully when you're happy. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to eat, but mm-hmm. you you 
you can't you need to be happy yes okay thank you um i think that that's very important and i don't think that the art that you will be recognized for mm-hmm. will grow in a place that's dark and damp and miserable be happy even if that means doing the maths first and being happy afterwards <laughs> <laughs> you know right. we can work this out um and and don't give up i mean i i've I've gone through speech therapy and mm-hmm. OT and been told I'll never be able to talk or read or wow. you know write and and I got through that and I've been told that my stuff would never be able to be published um because I it cannot be sold I've sold mm-hmm. over 100 copies of Crimson Skies mm-hmm. um I think that that my next point of advice is is that stay deaf to the people who say that you can't and believe in yourself find your happy space find the, the part of you that knows that you've got something going on even if you don't believe it a hundred percent stay true to that um just like you like what you're doing there is going to be somebody out there who likes it too and you just need to find those people and they're out there cool Kellen Garen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. That was Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. What the chain of command is, it's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in rut and command here. To contact the show, you can email us at releasethegeek, one word, at geekxp.co.za. Thanks for listening. I'll be back. Yeah.